Oh, hi, everyone. Just waiting for Jana to get in here. We'll invite her in the mix. Hi, Brandy. How are you doing today? Hi. <laughs> Hope you're doing well in Texas. I saw that y'all are in like red zone again. This is a little sketchy. You know, breathing can be good. Just as long as it's in a mask or like, you know, in close quarters. I'm doing okay. Um, there's Jana. Okay, let's get her in the video. Is that working? It's working. Oh, hey, how's my audio? Uh, I think it's good. Yay. I've never done this before with other people. Yeah, so this is, you're my 11th um, time on this. You have Taumeister Tau says, hi, Jana. Hi. <laughs> oh, they changed the format. This is all different now. Oh, Brandy is very, very like, hi, Jana. <laughs> Brandy's very excited to see you there. Um, and then we get, hi, Barb. What's up in uh, Saskatchewan? Saskatchewan. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that's how we say it sometimes in, in Canada. Um, how are things in Seattle? Uh, it's uh, very Seattle. So it's great overcast it's a little bit foggy um but this is actually usually my favorite sorry it's, it's your favorite time of the year oh your your audio broke up a little bit there oh uh that. oh no i wonder if i oh you you your audio went completely away there oh What's happening? Stop. No? Huh? Okay, I can see again. Back. Let me... I don't think I have anything that's really sucking bandwidth. How's that? It's a, it, that works. I think it'll work. Yeah, this one has more bars. Oh, than Okay. There a delay. There, there's a tiny bit of a delay, but this is the joy of of the lives. It's sort of like a little, a little bit different every time. You never really know what's what's going to happen in them. Weird. Yeah, you know, like I do like Zoom calls and things all the time, but not 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 Instagram lives. <laughs> Seems like that, right. Yeah, it's it's been kind of like hit or miss with them, um, but for the most part, it's been like working pretty well. I've had like some people being like, "You should do a podcast," and I don't know if I'm ready for that kind of commitment yet. Podcasts are cool. Um, that's actually how I got connected to a lot. Of you got connected to a lot of people through the podcasts. Yeah. Um, so back in the day and let me know if the time delay is 
really obnoxious. No, the time delay is fine, yeah. What's up, JP? Hey! <laughs> um, yeah, back in the day, there was, um, well, Nate Mathis over in Portland started up and through P Exposure, which was a YouTube uh, it was a podcast spawn oh thank you. <laughs> um but spawned a series of different podcasts sort of out of PD exposure and okay. post different people and that kind of helped our people Okay, so you were so your your audio broke up a little bit there, but you were working through some of the PD exposures, and then that got you into like more of the the different film communities. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so we started up and then um, from there we were like four or five people um, like across the U.S. And one of us through various networks. Okay. Hey, wait, just let me, let me try switching. Say Jenna sucks. Okay, I, I switched, maybe it was mine, like maybe my Wi-Fi was like weird, or um, Instagram changed the live, it's all different now than last week, so. Look like. What's that? Look like. Uh, well, it, the chat used to like just go over the text, and now they have like the video in like these bubbles, and you have to bring like the chat up into it, that's all different, so. Yeah, I was. And how do you like wave at people? Um, you tap on like there's like a little wavy icon, so you can like just when you see someone's name there, you can you can wave at them. And um, yeah, it's been kind of like cool so far to use the the live platform. Um, and then like yeah, people can heart like cats and lots of hearts there. Thank you, cat. I appreciate that. Um, and what's up, Julianne and Amy? We got some some more Toronto peeps up uh, up in here. Um, but yeah, it's been cool to just like chat with people on here, and then um, when people are pay like watching us, they can ask questions in, in the chat window, and it's like interactive and shit. And I kind of like that. Yeah, I'm trying to get this thing off of. Me. I don't know what just happened. Uh, I like the most. Oh. You can do like different backgrounds and shit. That was weird. Are they trying to compete with Zoom? Is that what's happening? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> well, I can't see me because the keyboard is all popped up. But... <laughs> uh, sweet. Yeah. If uh, if anyone here likes cool screen printed goods, uh, give Foot to Face a follow. Julianne makes some like really dope screen prints. Um, I got this really cool um, shirt that she made. 
a while back, which I imagine might be what she's screen printing in, but it's like a guillotine. Rad. Yeah. And she ships all over the land, so if you too want a guillotine shirt, um, follow Foot to Face and check out their their website. Shameless plug for a homie. <laughs> oh, sorry, what was that? Located? Um, go, she, she's located in Toronto. Hi. Yeah. Oh, shit, she's making fresh guillotines, so anyone that wants to cop a guillotine shirt, you know, hit her up. Oh. Wow. <laughs> so I know that Wootography here was really stoked for this chat with you because I think they had a bunch of pinhole questions. Oh. So I'm going to throw them on the hot seat to type out some, some pinhole questions here to you. Audio. Your your audio does keep coming in and out. I'm not sure what's because it's like clear for a minute. Your video is always good, but your audio kind of comes in and out. Or maybe it's me. I wonder if I switch to like my AirPods to improve audio. That might help. We'll find them. Where do I put those? All right. It'll it'll give uh, it'll give Chris a chance to type out his questions. Is is my audio jumpy as well, or is it just Jana's audio that's this jumpy? Yeah, um, for everyone who's okay, is that connected? Yeah, it was working. So it's just my my audio that sucks. I think it's good now, though. Is it better? Yes. Well, maybe. Here, say a stream of things, and let's see how it works. I am saying a string of things. I think it's good. We're good. What's oh. up, Coffee Dan? Hey. Thanks for the thumbs up. That's, that's funny how that... Oh, I don't know. I don't understand technology, but that's okay. So audio, definitely more consistent. Thanks, Brandy. Audio is 110%. I don't oh, understand yeah. technology, and I'm a technologist for Dell, so, you know. I know. I work in technology, <laughs> but I have no idea how this thing works. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. You you do uh, you do startups. Oh, uh, Chris asked a question. Nothing yeah. fancy question-wise, but curious what your pinhole setup is. Are you shooting medium or 35? Oh, um, so I almost always shoot medium format. I think just the resolution, the film size is so much better. Uh, you just get so much more, um, the, the image quality is so much smoother in medium format than 35 millimeter. And I haven't yet found a 35 millimeter camera that did not make me frustrated <laughs> because oh. there's, you're constantly having to wind it and there's not like a frame counter per se on a 35 millimeter pinhole camera. And so you have to sort of wind it and create your own system for how you're counting your frames. Oh, speaking of, here's Moni, who also knows something about pinhole. Um, but as you're winding 35 millimeter, I found that maybe halfway through the roll, 
the role would just get so tight and stuck that I couldn't even advance it. And then I would want to throw it against the wall. <laughs> so Chris asks here, do you have a dedicated camera for pinhole? Um, I have a couple of cameras that were actually 3D printed by, um, by a local uh, 3D printer. And just a, an overall sort of geek who just sort of geeks out uh, named Todd Schlemmer. And so he took all these pinhole cameras and uh, designed it. So he has like a CAD program. He designs the cameras. He prints it out at home in his own sort of laboratory. Uh, okay. And then I get the joy of sort of testing it out and occasionally dunking it in the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> That's fair. Now, yeah. all these new features to Instagram Live. This is crazy. So you're the first episode of these new features. And JP okay. just asked a question, which we could share with the thing, I think. Whoa. Yeah, did it show up out there? Yeah, the, sh the Goodman Skura. I'm not familiar with that. Let me see if I can. Oh, is, that's the um, the 3D printed one, right, JP? Is that the 3D printed one? Yeah, yeah. It's that um, that that woman. Um, she she's been designing all the cameras and shit. And oh. uh, let me see. Yeah. The Goodman one, they look really cool. So Dora Goodman? Is that Dora yeah, Goodman? Yeah, yeah. It's Dora, Dora Goodman. Oh, okay. I like the sort of uh, leather texture that they've emulated in the... Yeah. Uh... Her cameras look really beautiful. Yeah. And it looks like she's got some medium format, some that look kind of like a Holga, and one that looks almost like a... Let's see. Well, I, I think to answer like... your question there, JP, because oh. um, Anne is discovering the Goodman stuff online here, um, we're going to say she hasn't played with it yet. <laughs> ah, I, I have not. Um, to be honest, oh, I... Oh, He's whoa. got one printed. Whoa. Yeah, DM me. Um, that's, this, looks, this looks pretty darn cool. There's a, uh, there's a couple of 6x6. Six 6x6 by six. Six by six or 6x9 six tend to be sort of my favorite formats. Uh, for pinhole, yeah, yeah, these um, I have cool. not seen this. Wow, these are gorgeous. I like this. Not a bottle gimbal. <laughs> I'm seeing that. <laughs> I was seeing that. That's great. You just sort of like have your bottle sort of. You just sort of pivot it around. Well, that skura looks really cool. Oh, yeah. they make a 35 millimeter one too. Uh huh. Huh. So maybe in their design, they've maybe solved the problem that I kept experiencing with different 35 millimeter cameras. And I know Moni, Moni, I see you in here. So I know you've been shooting other 35 millimeter pinholes. So maybe you have something you can share too in the chat uh, with 35. I, I just, I found it kind of frustrating for myself. But uh, yeah, no, I've, I've never heard of this. So thanks for sharing. This is cool. Um, Jab photos. So I think she's looking on her computer. Um, mm -hmm. But if you wanted to check it out, it's doragoodman.com. And uh, you can see all the different um, cameras they sell in the store there. But you can also, they do have open source stuff. So if you have a 3D printer, 
um, I believe you can download the designs to make your own cameras. Oh, that's cool. Oh, yes. So um, Moni here, Crafty Moni. Hi, Monica. Um, has a Nopo 35 millimeter. So Nopo was, oh, I forgot what his name was. Um, but he was a craftsman in Barcelona that I think we all got to meet when we were out in Barcelona. Um, and so he made these beautifully handcrafted wooden 35 millimeter and different format size pinhole cameras. Wow. When, so when were you in Barcelona, were you there for like a photography thing or? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so as kind of like a, res maybe not, not a result, but maybe sort of as a product of the, the pinhole podcast we were on. Hi, Moni. Um, but as a result of that, sort of what we decided to do was just meet up in person. And so it was maybe five, I don't know. I don't know time anymore. Uh, it was like maybe five years ago uh, that a group of people decided to meet for the first year in Amsterdam. And this was sort of like a smaller crew um, that met up in Amsterdam. I didn't make it that year. The second year we decided to have everyone, I believe here in the US uh, and specifically in the Pacific Northwest. So people actually flew over um, and came to the United States um, in Seattle. And then we went down to Portland because down in Portland, you have Blue Moon Camera. And in Blue Moon Camera, you have Zeb Andrews. And then with Zeb, Zeb Andrews comes just this sort of huge group of uh, pinhole and pinhole enthusiasts and pinhole camera creators and artists. And it's a whole community. I'm sorry, that, that like pinhole pin, it reminded me of like King of the Hill where it's like propane or propane accessories. <laughs> propane. <laughs> <laughs> How I thought about these pinhole cameras. <laughs> I always just wanted to be the guy to sit now there with a cigarette that sort of like spoke, but you didn't quite know what he was saying. <laughs> yeah. Dale yeah, oh yeah, Boomhauer. Yeah, Boomhauer. So that's how, so how many pinhole trips have you guys done? So it's like you did the, the you know, that sounds so, like kind of like Policon for pinholes. Yeah. 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 And and that's, so, I mean, the, the thing is there's people who sort of like lap overlap on all these. Right. Um, so I'm one of those, I kind of overlap between pinhole and lensless and lens and Polaroids and all of these things. Yeah. Um, so I think it was, let's see, Amsterdam, and Moni, correct me if I'm wrong here. So there was Amsterdam, and then there was the Northwest. Uh, and then after that, we went to Barcelona. And then we went to San Francisco. And then after San Francisco, so this is every year, uh, specifically on Pinhole. There's Worldwide Pinhole Photography Day, which is usually the okay. last Sunday of April. Um, so let's see, after... San Francisco, then we went to, was it after San Francisco that we went to Norwich in the UK? And then after Norwich was Boston. And then this year in April, we were supposed to go to Dublin, but something else decided we weren't. <laughs> uh, no. no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> are there That's others? So are there other sort of like conventions that you go to, Merlin? As I know you've gone to Policon. I know we met there. Yeah. But are there other sort of like, do you go to like PhotoFest or? Um, so I did go to um, the Film Padea, the Darkroom Live Film Padea in San Clemente. Okay. And that was really, that was really fucking cool. Um, the Darkroom Lab is, they're, they're neat. Like they run quite the operation there. Um, so we got a tour of the Darkroom Lab, which, yeah. um, 
they they run three dip dunk machines one dedicated for e6 one dedicated for black and white and one dedicated for c41 wow yeah and then they have like a whole fleet of like auto processors for c41 and like you know it, it was a cool operation um and they had a ton of really great speakers um, that's where I met Megan Shoots Film uh, did a presentation there on her uh, work with the Nikonos and like the unholy thing she does, mm. her, which is kind of amazing. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have her on in November to talk about like some of uh, the work that she does. So looking forward to that. Is it specifically um, with the Nikonos? Yeah, she shoots mostly with Nikonos, like an underwater, like ocean stuff. And like her photography is like, it's gorgeous. Um, she's been showcased by Kodak, I believe a couple times. Oh, wow. Uh, she was speaking about her work and um, Grant Britton was there, which that was like a really cool, crazy thing to just like to meet Grant Britton, like being like one of the oldest skateboard photographers in, in the world. Um, wow. And just hearing him talk about like what he's been working on and like uh the film photography project guys were there um, and uh yeah the the um rasso um, yeah Mike, michael rasso Mike, right michael rasso was there and he yeah. he was quite the character it was really cool to meet him <laughs> i believe it. Um, like the, it was cool to meet, like the the whole film photography gang like they were doing some large format stuff out there so that was a really cool one and then I've done like a couple workshops, like what actually kicked every, like all of this off for me was a, a, a workshop with Jason Lee at the Leica store in Boston. Um, mm. That was where I met Armin and then Armin and I became like mega homies. And uh-huh. then the, the rest is kind of history from there. So <laughs> that was what I, I got to kind of think, um, you know, Alan Barrington at the Leica store in Boston for putting it on and Jason Lee for having the workshop because like none of this would have happened if I hadn't gone to Boston three years ago. Right. Um, So that's been kind of wild. Um, And then I did a tour of the Kodak factory last December. I've been wanting to go. I mean, they have all the, I think, did I see that the Eastman Museum just did an upgrade? Yeah, so they, they were starting that upgrade the last time I was in Rochester mm-hmm. uh, in December last year. Like, they were, like, well into the works of, like, doing all that work. What's up, Brian? Hey, Brian. If you guys need a, a wicked awesome lab that you want to send stuff to, Underdog Film Lab in uh, Oakland, California, you, yeah. you hit those guys up. You know, Underdog Brian, Jesse, they'll take care of you guys. And if you're in the Bay Area and you need film, they have a fully stocked film fridge with all the goodies. They got more film than Polaroid. Oh, really? <laughs> no, I'm just teasing. But they do have a <laughs> they do have a ton of Polaroid films. So okay. you know, if you're in the Bay Area and you need the the film plug, um, you you gotta hit them up. Underdog Film Lab, and they also do mail in for American people. If you want to mail in your uh, your stuff, I know a lot of Bay Area photogs were like um, we're just saying like the the service seemed to be really good. The turnaround seemed to be pretty good. And it just started up, right? Yeah, Under they've dog. been around for a bit. Um, okay. Like, yeah, Brian, Brian's been running it. It's it's um, a continuation of a lab that used to exist there that all these people used to work for a lab and the dude retired. And um, yeah, <laughs> he took it over because they wanted to keep the keep the dream alive. So, you know, it's a lot of, like, really passionate people and they'll take yeah. care of them real good. 
you know, it's, uh, and Brian's also a dope guy. I really like Brian and Jesse. Um, it was like, it was too bad he couldn't make it down for Policon Bay area. Um, you know, but I mean, that was like, right at like the, the no, that's, I, I ha I was so excited when I saw that getting like, um, I, I saw it getting teased and I was like, yes. Cause I, um, I've gotten to really love the Bay area. Um, and like have some like solid friends out there. And I was like, oh, I'm going to come out. I bought tickets. I got like my, my Airbnbs all booked up. And then everything started hitting specifically here in Seattle. And so we were declared like the coronavirus capital of the United States. And um, things were just escalating uh, and going, you know, just skyrocketing. Uh, and I was mostly concerned about if I leave, will I be able to come back? Oh, Yeah. <laughs> well, um so i decided not to go and i'm i'm still i think i should have just said fuck it and just gone <laughs> a bunch of us were talking about that when we were there we're like was this wicked irresponsible that we did this like holy shit <laughs> um but a bunch of us were like this is literally probably the last trip we'll ever take yeah this year and it kind of has been for most of us um mm -hmm. It was neat. We we took because we did a photo walk in Oakland on Sunday. Hey Kyle. And um, the um, and J J uh, JP, we do not get free Devon scan as part of free healthcare in Canada. You know, I wish um, <laughs> that was part of like the socialist movement here, but um, not not quite. Maybe one day. But we we're taking the ferry over to Oakland for the the photo walk. And uh, we cruised right past the plague vessel. Like, remember that cruise ship oh, that was like docked for so like long? A big nurse ship, right? Yeah, yeah. It was like a huge, huge cruise ship that was just like it was like the COVID cruiser. Um, <laughs> we we went past that. It was just like, yo, that's that's the that's the fucking COVID uh, cruise ship. Yeah, it, was, it was weird. And then like we were doing the photo walk in in Oakland and. Um, I think Brian got the call from the, the people that were running like taco stand that we were like making our way to. And I guess mm -hmm. like the governor or something said that like they were shutting bars down at like five o'clock and like oh. everything was like, so the, the people at the taco stand like called Brian up and were like, yo, like you got to get here by like five or you're like, you're done though. And so we're like, oh. everyone wrap up the fucking photo walk. We got to get tacos and beer. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like we beelined oh. it for the taco so joint literally everything was shutting down yeah right well that was the thing that was weird so like i got into san francisco like wednesday night and chilled at a friend's place and he was like sorry to be a total weirdo man but like you know you can totally stay at my house but like you're in the basement you have your own bathroom uh we can like hang out but we gotta like wear masks he's like this thing i don't know if i'm like blowing it out of proportion but it seems a little weird i'm like no it's totally cool man it's like totally fine he's like hand sanitize everything i'm like cool cool and then like thursday friday saturday is like the weekend progressed through san francisco like the city started like closing up more and more and yeah. it was really weird to like see a city that i was used to seeing way more vibrant whenever i was visiting there mm -hmm. um, be like so dead like it was weird seeing like less car traffic and less pedestrian traffic and like no lineups to get into places i was like what the fuck <laughs> that's on? when you take advantage of it <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> it was kind of wild so yeah we literally were like watching like this like sort of apocalypse type moment as like the fucking city started closing up and 
Um, those apocalypse tacos taste delicious. <laughs> Were they puffy? <laughs> uh, there were some puffy tacos in, in there um yeah it was it was kind of wild like that that trip I'm glad that we took it um yeah. and, like I'm grateful for the community that we're part of like it's been really awesome to be part of like the the Polaroid community and like you know our film community in general like it's been mm-hmm. an interesting an interesting thing to experience like what has it been like for you like being part of like the the film photographic community yeah um well I, I think I'm a little jealous of some people who've sort of taken advantage of this time and like kind of ramped up their productivity like That's I've seen some people right now who are like oh like they're just like there's you know they're they're really uh, like absorbed in like creating projects for themselves because I went completely the other direction (laughs) Um, where I just, I just, I don't know, for about a couple of months, I think I just wasn't shooting anything just at all. Not feeling it at all or. Yeah. um, Yeah. I don't, I don't really know what it was. I think it's because a, well, I was shooting a lot of Lomochrome purple because of the cherry blossom seasons. So I was playing on, yeah, I remember Brandy and I were chatting about that on, uh, on like Instagram a lot being like, I haven't picked up a camera. Am, am I a photographer? <laughs> Cause I, I didn't pick up a camera. I wasn't going outside. Um, so much of kind of what I was playing around with or wanted to play around with was going to be sort of Sinistel with people running around at the Pike Place market at night. Mm. And none of that was happening. Um, yeah, because everything was, was dead. Like, yeah, everything was dead. Yeah, Brand, um, Brandy says, same. And Calmeister <laughs> says, the depression took me Brandy over. I had too. a couple of chats. <laughs> and, and Julianne also said, same. I'm glad that your motivation kicked back in, Julianne. Like, it's been... awesome. Yeah, it... I've been talking to a ton of people and like similar to you, like they had these ideas for projects that required people to be around and there really isn't people around. (laughs) No, no. And And then for me, I was, um, I suddenly went from working right downtown about two blocks from Pike Place Market to working from home. Um, So I no longer even had just like proximity to, you know, a, a, a noisy, busy, area like the market like I was suddenly stuck in my little peninsula of West Seattle um and then the West Seattle bridge broke down what I became (laughs) the bridge broke down yeah yeah our 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 bridge got um disconnected uh so basically the same day that the governor here um made his like stay home stay safe decree was also the same day that our bridge uh, was no longer um, accessible for this entire community. What happened so, to the bridge? Uh, there were fractures, like all these fractures that just started uh, sort of like webbing out uh, faster than anticipated to the point where it became unsafe. And why because... our government didn't realize this, you know, and give us a little bit further heads up? No, but here's the thing though, the government knows all about that. Like there's huge reports all over the place about the aging infrastructure all over the United States and how mm-hmm. like basically every bridge structure across America is like ready to fucking die at like any given moment. 
Like, you know, you breathe on it wrong and like the bridge is done. And they're like, hey, it'll do. Just like throw a fucking Band-Aid on that shit or something. Like, right. you know, because America. And then like, it's, you're, you're double hosed because you've got like a fucking imp in, in office right now. It's just, you know, who cares about infrastructure with that guy? He doesn't because no. it doesn't make him popular. No. What, what is this bridge business? Is it going to make me cool? Fuck bridges. I don't know. Bridges. Build the wall. <laughs> exactly. Well, I don't need a bridge because you could go over a wall with a bridge. It's all about the wall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Fuck that guy. Uh, I mean, he's been generous. I, he's, uh, I, I, I got to agree. I don't, even, like, I don't know what word would be truly appropriate for like the awfulness of that fucking thing. <laughs> I, can't, I won't even call him a human. Like, no. Not no, a human. Please don't. No. Um, our ballots were shipped out supposedly yesterday. And no, so but at least... be careful because they're going to end up in a river somewhere. I know. So there's supposed to be like all these like fake ballot boxes that are being set up and, and I, I saw somewhere some news that they're actually having to hire staffing to monitor the ballot drop boxes so that people don't fuck with them. What? Yeah. Yeah. Like they have to actually staff the ballot drop boxes. So A, we're just right now waiting. I haven't gotten my ballot yet. I don't know if anyone else in King County has gotten theirs yet. I know a couple of people. It just oh, got mailed King yesterday. County. I miss all of the King County ads when I was in Vancouver. On, did you get on TV? Yeah. 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 All right. Every so. once in a while, I turn on CBC. Just for your yeah. daily of socialism. Yeah. <laughs> like, ah, oh, that must be nice. Oh, Tao, you got yours? Oh, so awesome. They're, so they're fucking with your ballot boxes. Mm-hmm. Like, we're actually having to get, like, guards to watch our ballot boxers. And, and Washington State has had uh, mail-in ballots for a long time. Um, and now it's even free, so you don't even have to put a damn stamp on the thing. Uh, they're making it as easy as possible for all of us right now to be able to participate in it. But unlike ever, you know, any other experience before, we now have to be cautious of where we go, of where we're dropping our ballots, um, making sure that nobody's tampering with the ballot drop boxes. It's fucked up. <laughs> Thank you, Brian. I, I'll keep the series going as long as people keep wanting to spend an hour with me and people keep tuning in. Man, I just, I'm so sad that, like, you know, this fucking goon in his, like, idiot army is ruining everything for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Though someone mentioned Proud Boys in here and like, goddamn, like I can't believe that's actually like a fucking thing that you y'all have to contend with. Like Yep. Yep. Uh they're they're not as uh visible, I'd say, in Seattle area. I think they're much more visible in Portland. Um we yeah, have can... them here, but they're gonna be more sort of on the in like other areas. I'm I've been hearing that they are around, so I I track scanners almost constantly at this point. Um, I don't hear instances of Proud Boys in the Seattle metropolitan area, but they are certainly pre- um, present sort of outskirts in like different like Bainbridge, Bremerton areas like, like that. Scanners or like what kind of scanners? <clears throat> uh, police scanners, fire scanners. 
crazy. I yeah. dude, I haven't heard. I haven't run into someone that <laughs> has fucked with scanners in a long time. <laughs> like I was gonna get like a CB radio or something, and I was like, yeah, you know what? There's apps now. Um, so really? I can just like tune in. Mm-hmm. Oh, so um, you do all, so you don't have like a physical scanner? Like no, you just... no, I'm I'm not as geeky cool as that. I I, I, I thought know. about it, but. You know. get into ham radios and then you can like talk to people mm-hmm. all around the world it'll be a really handy thing when the world finally does end <laughs> well so there's a group of us right now that are making up our oh shit plan like you know if things really go as bad you know okay, hopefully tell, it won't. What, what's your oh shit plan so far i don't know i'm still trying to like make it up because part of me still needs to no merlin i'm just gonna come up and visit you that's cool right <laughs> well see here's the thing i don't have an oh shit plan either because like if the shit really did hit the fan, I'll be like... we're all going to flood up. You know we're all going to be coming up there, right? My oh shit plan is to <laughs> drink all of the booze I have and consume all the drugs I have and, like, cross <laughs> my fingers and hope for the fucking best and see what happens. Like, either it'll kill me dead and I won't have to deal with whatever happens or it'll put me in a coma and I'll wake up in a better <laughs> world. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like there was a Walking Dead episode just like that. <laughs> Brian's like, we're all coming to Merlin's house. Exactly, Brian. We're we're all just going up there. That's that's what's happening. Is we're just saying fuck this and we're just crossing the border. You know. I mean, I I do have a Saskatchewan. I don't know if it's good for like dozens of people though. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone heard it here first. We're all just inviting ourselves. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. When when the world ends, just come to Toronto. We'll figure shit out. It'll be a lot better than here. (laughs) That's fucking. That's interesting, though. Um, I don't know what my oh shit plan is. Right? Yeah. I mean, part of my part of my like inability to formulate an oh shit plan is just trying to like not recognize that I actually need one. Like I, I, I probably need to, and I probably should. But there's a part of me that's like, it's not going to get that bad, right? Right? Well, I mean, it it could. Yeah, it could. And I, I think that's the reality that, like, a lot of us have to. <laughs> yeah, start... well, see, that's the thing. I had a friend saying that, like, she had the weirdest time at the supermarket the other day because she went there and teepee was sold out, bottles Again? of wine. Yeah. And we're not even in a lockdown right now in Toronto. So no oh, lockdown, wow. but teepee was sold out, bottles of wine under $13 sold out. All bases. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, all all baking supplies. All your two buck chucks are just gone. Yeah, so it's like you know, there's a bunch of <laughs> there's a bunch of cheap drunks with a hoard of teeth <laughs> and all of the baking supplies somewhere in downtown Toronto right now. Yep. Um, but it's weird because like there's no lockdown announced mm-hmm. right now, but people I think are getting a little paranoid and nervous, so they're starting to like stock up on shit because like, you know. It's we're we're in a soft lockdown right now. So what does that mean? They haven't closed everything down yet, but there's okay. no like indoor dining. They've shut bars down, oh. you know, oh. like things like that where there's more direct contact. They've shut those down, but like takeout is still available and like okay. you know things like that. So it's not a complete shutdown because I they. They just got everything going again, and I guess the last yeah. thing wants is like to hurt the economy because God forbid an imaginary thing gets ruined. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> when people's lives are at risk. You know. Seriously, yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like we've really veered off photography. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, it's just real talk. Where, yeah, mean, it's you real know, talk. So, like, one of the first things I thought about was, like, okay, here's my oh shit plan, right? You know, shit hits the fan. You know, we're in, like, crazy fucking, like, America. Um, and I need to get the fuck out. My first thought was, damn, I really got to stock up, uh, not on TP, on film. Yeah. <laughs> right? I'm like, I won't have a mailing address for, like, Glass Key to ship me my Polaroid anymore. <laughs> I should start, like, bulking up and, like, buying, like, you know, like, 20 packs at a time or something now. You know? Because, I mean, if if I can't, like, ship things or get, you know, develop or, like, be in, like, a space where I can develop, then I'm going to want to shoot instant. And if I'm going to want to shoot instant, then I'm going to need, like, a shit ton of instant to keep me sane. That So I was thinking the same thing, because someone asked me, it's like, okay, Apocalypse, what camera? And I was like, SLR 680 and SX70. Ooh, okay. Yeah. And just a shit ton of Polaroid, because don't have to worry about devving or anything exactly. like that. The batteries yep. are in, in the thing. So it's just like, because I, I was like, okay, I want the 4x5, or I want like this. But then I was like, but what if I run out of chems? Like, what if, like, you know... It would just, when I'm out of the things to shoot film with instant, I'll be okay with that. Uh -huh. um, but it would suck if, like, you brought, like, a bunch of four by five sheets and then you ran out of chems and you couldn't, like, dev the sheets, but you have, like, yeah. all this stuff for, like, yeah. you know. And... Or else you have to, like, dev with, like, shitty ass, like, you know, American polluted water. Yeah. <laughs> or get creative. It's like, I figured out how to develop photos with my own feces and urine and, <laughs> like, you know, squirrel milk. And it's really difficult to milk those little bastards. <laughs> you know, what else are you going to do? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, what is it? We've, uh... Oh, see, yeah, so Pat says... They won't lock us down because our pre yeah our premier is right winger and Brandy says if the, you've gone red in Texas, but wow. they're scheduled to open bars again next week, which sounds a little ridiculous. Hmm. Um, and photography says you know Polaroids to document the madness and a hundred percent like I think apocalypse wise, instant film cameras like you yep. know Jacks whatever. Yeah, I would just personally would would prefer to have my SLR 680 and SX70 because I just love how mm -hmm. those turn out. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. And I'm going to like, kind of be testing it soon because um, with Kat, who's on, on the thing here, I'm going to be driving with her across Canada soon during a pandemic, which seems like a fantastic idea. Um, well, she's, she's moving and I'm going to help her, but I was thinking, like, what camera should I bring on this adventure? And mm -hmm. I am going to bring some 35mm, but um, I'm going to bring a shit ton of Polaroid because I have all this, like, fucking Polaroid sitting in my fridges that I I've know. been hoarding. I, I keep so seeing your film fridge. I know. I, I have so much, and so I'm just going to bring a ton of it and just shoot um, Polaroid. Pandemic Polaroids. Pandemic Polaroid. Yeah, I what's up, it. little mementos? I love your uh, duochromes that you've been posting lately. They've been beautiful. Oh, the black and yellow? Yeah, have you played with a duochrome yet? 
I I shot one, but it was overexposed, so I need to sort of tweak with it a little bit. But I I like it. I I have the old like a uh, impossible. Okay. Uh, the Third Man Records, yellow and black, and I loved that. I've never played with that one, so this is the first time I've had a chance to play with the duochrome yellow. But I have a ton of the old pink and blue, and um, I fucking love the pink and blue. I never got to play with the red. Okay. Really yeah. The red. I hope they bring that one back. Like it would be cool if they started doing like a cycle of the duochrome. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I have one uh, left of the pink and black. Ooh, the and pink and black was, is my favorite. Yeah, that was gorgeous. I yeah. have one left, and I'm just kind of, please. <laughs> I, I think the pink and black one I have, too, is impossible. So I'm really like, I hope it works. Um, where is it here? Someone, my friend. <laughs> okay, so I scanned my Polaroids with... Mm -hmm. uh, well, here, I, I can just show you. It's not the fanciest scanner in the world. Um, but I use this guy. It is an HP multifunction laser printer. And I probably, yeah, I still have some, like, Instax. This is actually the Instax is from the post I did with to, for, for this call. So that's oh, the those are cool, yeah. Nice scan there. Um, and, yeah, sometimes I get Newton rings and shit, but, like, Whatever. I'm not yeah. selling or anything. It's just for shits and giggles. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just use a scanner. Any scanner is probably a good scanner. It's better than trying to shoot them with your phone. Um, yeah. And what was the other thing someone said here? I don't... So we might be stopping in Saskatchewan, but it'll probably be Regina. I don't think we'll be making our way up to Saskatoon because Saskatoon's a little far up there. Um, and little mementos, I agree. I really wish they do more colors. Um, I think they will. Like, yeah. Yeah. When I was talking, like, is there a specific color that you would want? The the red. I really want red. I would love it if they brought red back because it's the one that I've wanted to play with a ton. And pink. I would like if they bring pink back because, like, that's, that was just my favorite one to shoot. I love the effects of pink. Yeah. And I wish yeah. they would just do more black border stuff. I love yes. the black borders. Like, yes. um, I've been buying the I-Type and reloading it into mm -hmm. into the 600 cartridges so that I can shoot it. Um, was it I never you played with... who was telling me about that? Yeah, I think so, on, on the last call. Yeah, okay. Because somebody shared that someone's um, creating essentially a battery pack uh, for like SX-70s or the SLR-670, something like that. Well, someone That's going to allow me to shoot iType in my camera because iType cameras suck. The, the thing that I don't like about it is for that battery pack, the, yeah. you have to put holes in the bottom here because it connects on the bottom. Right. And yeah. I don't want to make my camera look fucking ugly with, with holes um on it so i don't mind doing the dark bag thing because like mm -hmm. it really only takes like a few minutes once you once you get used to it um and it's pretty straightforward like the the only thing that you it brandy it works really well um honestly the one thing that i always remember is uh when you're in the dark bag mm -hmm. feel for the two springs on the side here and okay. you kind of just put them down with your fingers and okay so 
get it down for the first one. And then you you grab your um, your first frame. Once you've got it pushed down there, you can kind of get it um, inside. And like once you get the first one in, it's a, it's a lot easier because you get the first one in there. Right. Kind of tuck that guy in. And then sometimes up top here, it's a little funny to get in. So you kind of just like wiggle this top mm -hmm. bit as you're pushing on the bottom. You don't want to put too much pressure on it, though, because you don't want to burst the, the pod. So you have to be like really right. ginger. But then once you get the first one in, um, you can make sure it's like firmed up against the top here. And then you kind of just push on the front of it there to get the next ones in. Okay. And it starts to get a little tight around the sixth one. I was um, going to ask. Okay. But, you know, I would, I would practice a few times out of a dark bag with just getting an empty cartridge and just taking some frames that you've shot. And mm -hmm. just like getting used to the the flow of of putting them in there um, okay. before you do it in a dark bag, and then one thing, and this is like the the biggest thing because the only time it's fucked up for me is when you put the dark slide in. There's this mm -hmm. little tab here mm -hmm. on the dark, and this is meant to protect the film because if you look on the back here, there's a big notch, and okay. if you if you shone direct light in there, it could seep in and potentially oh. like on it. So this little tab is designed to go in there and cover cover that up. Is that where when it ejects, it like something pushes forward and that's how it ejects out? Yeah, so th this, this little slot is where the pickup arm comes in Got and it. it grabs the frame. And mm -hmm. so it, the pickup arm doesn't move very far. Like this is the total length of how the pickup arm right. moves. Right, because all right. the pickup arm, all the pickup arm does is feed the film into the rollers, and then once the rollers grab the film, the right. rollers eject the film out. Yes. But this little fucking tab here has duped me <laughs> so many times because if it <laughs> if it doesn't sit in right, the pickup okay. arm can't grab the the tab. Right. Okay. So, like, okay. I've repackaged these things and had it not work because of this little fucking piece of plastic. So when you're moving everything over and putting the dark slide in inside mm -hmm. the dark bag, just rip the little fucking tab off before Ooh. you get in. Because okay. it's just a little piece of plastic that's like glued onto it. But rip this tab off because it'll save you a shit ton of headaches later. When you're trying <laughs> to like, why is this not working? And then once you get the film out, there's also a little bit of like um, a dark material on the front mm -hmm. here. Yep. And this can sometimes get stuck inside so um just remember to sort of grab it and pull it out a bit so that it's just out like this okay um, so it doesn't get because, stuck while you're pushing the film in right well it, it will it will get stuck because like when you do shove the film in uh -huh. um you do have to like so when, it's a when little you put bit more involved in loading four by five yeah it's a little bit like you, you do kind of have to like you end up sort of pushing it in sometimes when you're in the dark bag you'll put yeah. that material in but you can usually just grab like a corner of it once it's out and pull it out and just make sure it's loose like that because then that'll okay. make sure that it'll come out smoothly. Um, but just sort of be aware that like there isn't that sort of protective covering on this part here. So you want to keep this away from direct light once you've repackaged it because uh, you okay. don't want to hurt the film or anything. Um, but I've repackaged iType a ton this way and okay. I've 
had a single issue with it. Like it's always worked a hundred percent for other than that fucking dark t- uh, slide thing. Once I figured out to rip the tab off, I've had no uh-huh. issues. With it. Um, okay. You can usually get a couple of reloads out of these, like two or three, sometimes four like reloads out of, okay. out of the battery in these. Um, so it's, um, it's not a bad trick. It's not and... just a hand warmer. No, it's not just a hand warmer. And I I don't mind reloading it because I don't want to make my camera look ugly with a big external battery pack. Like the yeah. SX-70 is just such a sexy camera. Like I don't want to ruin, I want to ruin its sleek lines, you know? It's <laughs> the whole point. Of, yeah, I didn't realize that that battery, that external battery, it makes sense. But I didn't realize that you had to sort of drill holes in the base of the camera to connect the battery in. Yeah, so that that's how it works is they, because mm. the battery contacts where the, the actual, because like right. the car sits like just like right, right like that. Right. And so there's exposed contacts right here. So the idea is you can still use it with like the regular SX-70 packs and then right. there's like a battery pack that matches up with, with the things there. And I've also heard of people taking the batteries out of these and then just like shoving them underneath of an SX-70 pack. Okay. But um, I've kind of worried that that, it seems a little tight to do that. And I wouldn't want to like fuck up my camera trying to jam Mm. a bunch of stuff in it. I mean, the dark bag thing, once you get used to it, it's not a terrible uh, trick. Like you'll probably spend like five to eight minutes doing it. Okay. and like once you've done it a few times it gets pretty easy like i can have a conversation with someone while i'm like moving things over i just don't like that i've I've mentioned it before and other times where it's like i fucking hate dark bags because they give me wicked anxiety because like my hands start getting sweaty and weird inside of the bag but the rest of my body is a nice cool temperature so it's like you're ready. You're you're ready for whatever shit hits a fan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're just preparing um, yourself. <laughs> exactly. Um, oh. So thanks for coming to my TED talk on repackaging <laughs> items. <laughs> uh, okay. No, I'll I'll give that a try because it seems like most of the film that Polaroid's putting out right now is. Uh, all eye type, which I mean, I it makes sense. They're making eye type cameras and they're like instant yeah. labs and things, so they want to produce film that's used for, um, for those products. But I yeah, so like their their focus does seem to be a lot of eye type, mm-hmm. um, because they need the money. Like, yeah. we'll let's be honest about it. And like, yeah. selfishly, that's still a good thing for us. So like, we can complain and be like, oh, you're not making 600 film, and like, you're not making the cool stuff for our cameras but they're still making film for our cameras. So like, that's something that we should still appreciate is that like, you know, these cameras that are decades old, we can still shoot them and we may not be getting the coolest, fanciest, neatest frames, but we can still consistently buy film for these like, you know, ancient cameras. And so instead of complaining, I do my best to be mindful of that being like, I'm glad that I can still shoot this. And I know I'm super annoyed with the iType too, Brandy, but they need to push iType because they need to get people outside of just enthusiasts like us 
um, that love this but aren't mm -hmm. like a big enough group to keep them alive, they need to get more consumers buying their products so that they can do the R&D to build new stuff. Like, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they, um, once they start getting more market share and more people buying the iType cameras, that they do start catering more to us. And I've heard some rumblings that they've been talking about a pro iType camera oh. that could have like glass lens and some like other Ooh. shit in it um, yeah. to sort of like shut us the fuck up. Like once they've like, <laughs> made some money there. So like that, I've heard some rumblings about that. You know, it's nothing to be like, you know, um, I don't think I'm breaching any NDAs with that because I didn't hear from Polaroid people. Um, but you know, it's, it, it's cool yeah, to it's have like that sort of like, I'd rather thing. spend more money on film than a new camera. I've spent a lot of money. Well, that, on that's money. fair. And like, you, know, you, can still, you can still keep buying film. It's just, you gotta do tricks like swapping the eye type around. Um, and they're not going to get rid of SX-70 anytime soon. I know everyone's a little worried about that because of the SX-70 shortages, but that's just mm -hmm. because of COVID. It created some factory problems. Um, so, you know, SX-70 is not going anywhere, so we don't have to worry about that. Yeah. Um, and I think I remember seeing in Brian's fridge that they do have a healthy keeping of SX-70 film. So if you were in the... Bay Area or Oakland or, you know, hit them up on their website. You can get yourself some SX-70 film. Stock up. Um, I love you, Brandy. <laughs> I love Brandy, too. It is, well, it is the principle, but we still get to shoot it. So, like, I mean, and I know that a ton of us are still salty about Spectra, and that's, like, you know, fair enough. You know, RIP Spectra and all that. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, close <laughs> the last time. Um, but I really don't think that they would come at like the 600 market and the SX70 market because like that's really, that's their breadwinner. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so like, yeah, we're safe for a while. It just yeah. means that we have to fuck around with like repackaging eye type or make our cameras look ugly with like the stupid thingies on them. Um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. All right. So, All right. I, I will try loading some iType. Um, I think I still have some iType um, around somewhere. I should probably try and pull that out. I actually still have an impossible lab. <laughs> I have one too. And a, a cat is giving me an iPhone 4 so I can finally use it. Cause, oh, like, my I iPhone have the adapter. Is... <clears throat> I, have, I don't know which iPhone it was for, but I have the adapter. Because I remember I needed to get an adapter back in the oh, day. Uh, yeah, so I, I have the adapter what's... that lets, and apparently there was like, there was a, a pinhole um, option that you could get for the lab too. There was a company who actually started to um, pump it out, Sense, Sense 6 or something like that, that created, yeah. and I actually had it for a little while. And it just, uh, again, it just frustrated me beyond beyond measure. <laughs> but it was the same thing. You had the little bellows and then you had the yeah. pinhole on it and it would eject Polaroid film. I, I saw and, some people uh, who had a lot more patience than I do. <laughs> everyone's saying RIP Spectra and like, you know, much, much sad, much respect to Spectra. But we're coming up on the last 40 seconds. Um, so I want to say thank you so much, Jana, for like joining in. If you want this, I can send it to you because I don't think I'm going to be busting out the old uh, impossible Sure, I, I, I will DM you about it. 
And, yeah. um, you know, thank you so much. I, we've got 20 seconds left here. I love you. I appreciate you. Love I you love too. everyone on the call. Thank you guys. I love everyone on the call. Thanks so much. Thanks for and having me. And then next week we've got Jessica. She's going to be joining in from Los Angeles. Yeah. Awesome. We had Jet Setter coming on. So thank you everyone for.